welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we want to talk about this uh, fun discussion that uh, I had written down in one of my notes. I think we mentioned it on our last Prophecy one. I think we did. Um, but the note I had here in my notes is, ignorance is not an excuse in a knowledgeable world. Okay, so ignorance, think about ignorance. What the word ignorance means, it's not just some lack of, some bad insult. Ignorance is a specific word meaning lacking knowledge. And this is one of the things we have. There's a meme channel going around and he just goes around and asks people random questions, usually like U.S. history, basic math questions and things like that. And every answer that people give, he says correct, even though it's almost always wrong. And, and I re remember this uh, just a couple weeks ago. I was at a, at a store and there's a lady there and they're looking at eggs and she has to ask her phone, hey Siri or whatever it was, um, how many eggs? eggs are in five dozen. It's like, you can't do the basic math of how many eggs are in five dozen. But that is where our technology has gotten us to, is we have gotten to the point where in our world, every bit of knowledge is at our fingertips as long as we are in an internet connected area. I mean, even out here, I'm at this lake, there's nobody for a long distance other than the fishermen in that boat over there. Um, I haven't seen really anybody in three days, except for, I think two or three people driving by. Um, and even out here, I have the internet at my fingertips. I have Verizon signal. We have, um, uh, I have Verizon. I have T-Mobile signal. You know, you know, the internet is at our fingertips. The problem is, is that while this is a good thing that we have access to all this information, it also causes us to not retain any information in the long term either. And so, what happens in our world is we start becoming deeply ignorant. And the problem is ignorance is not an excuse in a knowledge-filled world. Now, here's the flip side of that. We have so much infinite access to knowledge, yet we do not do the basic things for that knowledge. And I remember in high school, I was having a conversation with my friend to do a Bible study with on Sunday night, and uh, he's significantly younger than I am. I said, you know, I remember the time growing up without the internet. And he can't say he remembers that. You know, he, they had internet at his house at the time he was, you know, four years old, even younger, I think. And the thing is, we used to have to go out, if we wanted to learn some information, we'd have to go to this, this uh, place with these compact repositories called books. And we had to find a book about the subject. And then we had to open it up and we had to read it. And we had to learn how to use an index. We had to learn how the Dewey Decimal System worked in a library if we wanted to find the book over there. We did not have ready access to everything, and so it caused us to have a lot more knowledge. Well, the same type of lack of knowledge has infiltrated the church. As I talk about many times when the, the big tech me, uh, revolution occurred in the uh, around somewhere between 2006 and 2010, wide proliferation of broadband, uh, social media, and uh, the creation of inexpensive smartphones. This caused everybody to stop bringing their Bibles to church. I got, I got every translation on my Bible. The problem is you're too busy playing Farmville at that time. Now it'd be Candy Crush, whatever else. In fact, I was at a church, um, uh, the church I was at last week, there was actually a kid sitting two rows in front of me, sitting there on a cell phone, just playing video games the whole time. I saw it. I was watching the kid play video games uh, all during church. 
sitting on the front row, by the way. Very interesting. Um, Dad was on the worship team. You know, it's just like, what's going on here? Um, and this is one of those, those challenges that we have is that we have such ready access to all of these tools, yet as we have these tools, we fail to put in the study. We fail to sit down with a papal Bible and read it on a regular basis that we may understand it. And so we're like, well, I can just go to, go to Google and find that. Well, you shouldn't be doing anything on Google specifically. Um, but the reality is if you get out there and, and you do not commit these things to memory, you do not regularly read the scriptures, you do not regularly put a lot of time into what it takes to actually learn the word of God, we are ignorant. And the problem that we have with this ignorance is that uh, as we are looking at this, we have to recognize ignorance is not an excuse. We are judged more greatly when we have knowledge than when we do not. Remember that it's not written in my notes here, but in James 3, 1, let not many of you become teachers as such, we will incur a stricter judgment. Okay, so what that verse is telling us is those people who propose to know more about the word and want to teach it, we have a greater judgment. The person who has no no external revelation about God. They have not. Uh, they've been not not been shared the gospel. God is God is um, um, less damning towards them than somebody who has had plenty of opportunity and raised in the church. I'm not going to address the concept. You know, if a person never hears the gospel, does he go to hell? All this kind of stuff. Um, right now in our modern age, if you do not have a revelation from Jesus Christ, yes, you're going to hell. Okay, deal with it. Um, we can talk about uh, pygmies and caves somewhere uh, somewhere else, but we also have to understand the revelation as God has, has presented it. So we're not going to fall into that one. We're not going to discuss that anymore because I want to talk about the knowledge and why this is important. In the end times, apostates are going to come out. And Second Peter has a lot to say about apostasy. Um, this is kind of in the middle of a verse, but I would have to read the whole chapter for to grab the full context. Just understand, he's talking about, about the coming um, apostasies and the things coming out. We're going to pick up 2 Peter 2, 12 to 14. But these, like unreasoning animals, born as creatures of instinct to be captured and killed, reviling where they have no knowledge, will the destruction of those creatures also be destroyed. Suffering wrong is the wages of doing wrong. They count it pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are stains and blemishes, revel, um, reveling in their deceptions and caress, uh, as they caress with you. Having eyes full of adultery, they never cease from sin, enticing unstable souls, having a heart trained for greed accursed children. These are people that lack knowledge and they live in the pleasure of the moment. No sections of scripture define American culture more than that. People who have turned away from knowledge, unreasoning animals, they're living like anything that they want to be, they're engaging in every form of debauchery that they want to engage in, they are going to be destroyed because of the sin that is in them. Now, uh, this section was brought up in the context of Hosea. Uh, now I'm looking at this. We might, this is something I might have said in my prophecy section a couple weeks ago because it relates to something in Hosea 4.6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will reject you from being my priest. Since you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. So these are people who have turned away from from God, um, 
and they've turned away from the knowledge. Now, he's speaking here specifically about the priests who are proposing to teach the people how to live in a way to please and honor God. Okay, but this applies to all of us today. We are all priests. We are all saints in the New Testament era. We all have the responsibility to know the scriptures and to teach the scriptures and to live by the scriptures. And we are lacking the knowledge that it actually takes. So that is really the the situation. Um, so what is the solution? Habakkuk gives a solution. Habakkuk chapter, uh, chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. The Lord answered me and said, Record the vision and inscribe it on tablets, that the one who reads it may run. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. It hastens toward the goal. It will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it, for it will certainly come. It will not delay. So that section really talks about having this vision, writing it down, having a plan, having a process, and moving. What is the plan? What is the process? What is the thing that we must do? The reality is this. As Christians, we have to be knowledgeable. We have to be knowledgeable about the things going on in the world. We also, though, have to be knowledgeable about uh, everything else that is uh, in this, you know, going on. We have to be knowledgeable about the scriptures. We have to be knowledgeable about so many different things and recognize the importance. Recognize the importance of getting into the scripture, learning and understanding the ways of God. That is what our task is to be. So thanks for coming along on this daily walk. You can uh, have a look at the website, rwalkingchrist.com. We have access to our books and other resources that we have over there. Thanks for watching, everybody, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk and our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.